What is up, After Hours Entrepreneurs? If you're looking to grow your online coaching business, land more clients than my friend, you are in the right place. My name is Mark Svon. I'm the host of the show. And today we're joined by Madeline McRae, who is a coach, consultant, and business growth strategist. You can find her at mmmcrae.com. And this is a really, really interesting episode because what I find with most podcasters, digital media experts, After Hours Entrepreneurs, Side Hustlers, we all want to deliver value to people. And part of doing that is finding ways to coach people and help people grow. But let's face it, time is money. So how can we scale that? One of the bigger challenges for coaches is the time for money exchange, which is not scalable at all. So in this episode, there's a few things that you really want to pay attention to. And Madeline has a really cool story and some really cool tips on how you can scale from that one-on-one -on -one coaching to a group style coaching. And this is, is going to be kind of an eye opener for you if you haven't considered or you, or you have considered, you're just not exactly sure how to execute. I think this will be really, really valuable for you. The other thing that I really like about Madeline is a common denominator of all successful people is this perseverance, this ability, this grit, this ability to get down, get dirty and get the job done. And she even said something I've never heard before, which is cold calling can be fun. And I got to be honest, I hate cold calling, but Madeline brings a really cool perspective. So there's a couple of really interesting things that happen in this episode that you want to pay attention to. Now, on top of all that, you need to have a strong digital online presence, and you can certainly reach out to me. I have an entire company that helps you with building your online presence, so get off the hamster wheel and let Mark Savant me to handle that for you, but I also have a ton of free resources on YouTube. I'm going to put a link below. I would definitely encourage you to check out Mark Savant Media on YouTube, where you're getting tons and tons of absolutely free content to help deliver your message to more people and stand out online. I think you're really going to love it. So with all that said, let's get into this episode. Madeline McRae, welcome to the show. Hey, so thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, Madeline, it's my pleasure. I, I love what you're doing online. You're, you're using some really unique uh, marketing strategies to market your coaching business. But before we get in, into all the details of how you're growing your business and helping clients, I'm always interested in that aha moment. Because as coaches and consultants, we don't just get dropped typically into a bunch of clients in our lap. What was that aha moment where you're like, I'm on to something, I gotta dig deep on this coaching thing? Well, I would say the aha moment came for me even before I started my business. The aha moment came for me when I saw that there was a gap in the market that I knew 100% I could fill. And I was like, yes, that. And then all the hard work to go in and do it. And it was more proof of concept, like validating that I was right, more than discovering that maybe I was right. So, and I think this is really important. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we try to manufacture problems, but really it's about recognizing the problems and the gaps in the market. So explain to me, what was that gap in the market that you saw and why were you well positioned to target and help that market? Yeah. So I came from a corporate position. I had earned my way up the corporate ladder very, very quickly. Five years, I went from being a field service rep to being um, one of the leading members of the executive leadership team. And I had watched, so I, I am in the home improvement space. So I had watched big manufacturers and these big corporate executives roll into small business owners who are, you know, not in the stratosphere of, you know, of earnings in terms of, you know, sales revenue, you know, they're more like in the real world level. <laughs> and they would start to talk about the, all these KPIs and milestones and what are the strategic growth plans and the small business owners would be like, what? Right. Um, we're trying to make payroll. That's what we're all about up in here. 
And it would make such an awkward um, interaction where the small business owner was trying to inflate themselves to meet the expectations of these corporate execs. And the corporate people were always like, what's wrong with these business owners? Why don't they know their numbers? Why don't they? And I realized this just a language gap. There's a barrier mm -hmm. between what the corporate people are needing and wanting and what the small business owners need and want. And I realized it's just because those corporate, the, the small business owners, they're not bad or wrong. They're just accidental business owners. Like they didn't go into their field intending to have this business. They went into their field because they loved what they do. And they eventually brought on some crew members, brought on some staff members, and now suddenly, you know, they have five, seven, 12 people in their business and their business has grown and they've grown themselves, but they didn't go to business school. They didn't rush off and get their MBA in the meantime, right? They're still just the same guy that graduated high school at the bottom of his class, maybe. And he doesn't, he or she doesn't, they just don't tick that way. So I just saw that there was a gap between the desire of that small business owner to do more, be more, and the corporate businesses to elevate that I could come in and fill. And I know the game of the small business owner. I knew the corporate game. So voila, my business was born. And, and that makes a lot of sense to me because to your point, Madeline, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we we kind of sometimes almost stumble onto it, right? You help one person, yeah. then you help a second person. All of a sudden yeah. you've got a book of clients but you don't understand the quicken, you don't understand social media, you don't understand negotiation tactics with big manufacturers. Yeah. Super, right. super important. And I definitely agree with trying to find someone or some platform to help you um, to, to bridge that gap because it's very yeah. easy to get caught up working in your business instead of on your business. So yeah, let's absolutely. go a little bit deeper here, Madeline. You've recognized that there's a gap. There's a, a, a lack of communication between the manufacturers and the small business owner. How did you land your first client? Was it based on the connections you already had? Did you start getting on the phone? How did you book oh, your yeah. first client? Yes to all of that. So <laughs> I am a tenacious cold caller. If I want to meet someone, I just go meet them, right? I do all the things I like and, and tag them, and, not tag, but I like them and comment on their posts on different social platforms. I connect with them and then I just old fashioned pick up the phone and dial their number. Um, sometimes it's actually not as hard as you think to find someone's actual personal cell phone or to find their email address and reach out to them and just not to never sell on that first. Like, you know, you have to nurture right. the relationship. You have to be authentic and just, I always offer a connection call. Hey, I've seen what you're doing. I think you're really cool. I think we would really jive together. Let's hop on the phone and have a quick call. And then it's just tenaciousness with a follow-up. If you only let that first interaction be your only interaction, it fizzles on the vine. So tenacious follow-up is really game-changing, but that's exactly what I did. I had a book of people that I knew from my corporate life and I just reached out to them and said, hey, I'm doing something new, let's chat. And that's what I did. And then some people, some of the conversations, um, they were people that didn't know me yet. And I was like, hey, I used to do this really cool corporate thing. Now I'm doing this really cool thing for myself. Let's chat. You know, so same story, different different entry point. Well, and I think that's that, that's fantastic. And I, one of the points you just brought up, Madeline, which I think is interesting, there are a lot of coaches and consultants out there. And it can mm -hmm. sometimes be difficult as a business owner to know, is this the person I want to invest in? So yeah. I believe that everyone out there needs to be really focused on building up their online brand, building up your online mm -hmm. resume. How important was that for you at first? Cause I know you're very active now on LinkedIn, you've got a YouTube channel. So you're, you're really going in on digital media now. How important was it for you on day one to build up your online resume? 
day one, what was important was for me to have an online presence, right? Just to have something. And, you know, you can say, I've had my business for five years. And in five years time, things change dramatically, right? It's not as though um, there was a space and we had a lot of room to, um, you know, there wasn't TikTok five years ago. There wasn't all these different, there wasn't Clubhouse five years ago. There weren't all these things where every, every current entrepreneur or new entrepreneur now has so many choices. So I knew I needed to have a web presence. So LinkedIn and my website became primary, but Facebook was also pretty real for me. Um, Instagram has never been my jam. Um, I, I just, I'm not good on it. It's not my, not my jam, take beautiful pictures. I can't coordinate colors. I can't seem to figure it all out. So I started what I, with what I knew. I already had a LinkedIn presence for my corporate life. I already had a Facebook presence for my personal life. And so I started with what I had and with what I knew. And then I built a website. And then after that came the YouTube. And then after that came the podcast interviews, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think that's smart. And that's a concept, Madeline, that comes up time and time again on this show. Because yeah. it's very easy to get caught up in that shiny new carrot and that dangling carrot that's right out there. There's always a shiny new app and there's a balance between sticking yeah. to what you're best at and what you know, and also trying that new thing and, and, yeah. and really diving deep. So before we get into the marketing and how to promote your offer and how to find more people, I do want to talk sure. a little bit about how you deliver your offer, because this is another sure. problem that coaches and consultants get into. There's only one Madeline. <laughs> how do you scale that out? How do you make it so that Madeline can reach more people and serve more people? Because as that business grows, it's gonna be harder and harder for you to be involved. How do you scale that? How do you deliver your offer? So two different things. Um, first thing is I have, I have two different divisions in my company. I have my small business division, which is group programs, private coaching. People actually get to work with me directly mm -hmm. to help my eyes on their business. And that's my private coaching for small business owners group programs, I'm a little bit more leveraged, right? Some of it might be through recordings where they have access to me or through group interactions versus one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so that's my small business side. The other side, which is where my reach is really exponential is my corporate clients. So I work with big organizations to get the same business education content out to their, to their base. So for me, what that would translate for someone else's business is partnerships. Find people whose audience, who have large audiences, who complement what you do or who sell to the people you sell to. And it has to be complementary or completely different, a completely different service offer. And give, right? Teach for their audiences. That's the way you can get really leveraged. And I get paid to do that, right? I don't do that for free. It's a significant part. We private label our content for other people, and that helps them grow. Remember I talked about that gap between the corporate business owners or the corporate executives and the small business owners. We fill that gap with our content and they pay us to do it. So that's how we leverage ourselves by dividing the business into two different categories and building offers that are scalable in both categories. Yeah. And so this is interesting because you've got, like you said, two divisions of your company, which to me almost makes it more complicated, right? Because now you need to know, because the, the corporate client has a completely different set of needs than that mom and pop small business. Mm -hmm. I would imagine you didn't, did you start out serving both clients or were you working with one then you ended up saying, I can be a liaison and connect people? How did that evolve? 
oh no, day one, I work with both. Wow. Um, bold and ambitious, that's my jam. Um, so I, the way that I started off was I sold the corporate client a product that was designed for the small business owner that the small business owner also paid for. So it was a double, a double dip that oh. served everyone. So the corporate client made a big investment and the small business client made a small investment, but they got to leverage it through their brand. So we private labeled my content for them and used them to sell through. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, I'm all about repurposing and getting the yeah. most time, the most value for your time. I mean, that's, that's exactly what I do here. So this video interview yeah. is going to be distributed across seven or eight different platforms. It's going to be redistributed into dozens and dozens of pieces of content. So I I'm, I'm all on board with maximizing your time. And uh, listen, y'all, if you want more tips on how to grow your coaching business um, or to start, stop working in, but on, you definitely want to check Madeline out at mmmccray.com. So Madeline, I really want to talk about something that I'm very excited about, and it's really my passion, is how to develop attention, how to reach more people. And I think a lot of people get this wrong. One of the, one of the methods that you're using now is guesting on podcasts just like this. What are yeah. some other ways that you're reaching new clients and uh, leveraging the power of social media to reach more people? What are you doing? Yeah, so I actually, in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I, um, I had a huge moment in my business where I had already, you know, already had my direction plan. I knew what my year was going to look like. And then, of course, we all got derailed when the pandemic was announced. But for me, that meant that 50% of my business, which is my corporate clients, froze all of their marketing budgets over the course of four days. Mm. I lost an entire 50% of my business literally in a four-day span. From Friday to Monday, every single contract I had, every single thing I had in the pipeline froze. So I was like, okay, well, thankfully I'm fiscally smart with my money. Like I'm a smart business owner and I don't just spend, spend, spend. I, I make money and keep it, right? So I was well positioned to weather a stormy or a quiet phase in my fit sales cycle. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, what do I have? What can I do? And I decided to be generous. I decided that I am in, in a beautiful position to give. And people right now need, they need knowledge, they need hope, they need inspiration, they need all these things. So I made a commitment to not be outdone in generosity. And what I did is I leveraged generosity. So I posted up on LinkedIn, I posted on my social pages, and then I started building YouTube content that was just generously giving within, within a certain parameter, right? So I wouldn't give away everything for free, right? That's not the way it works, but I just, thought through what are the topics that people most need. And I designed a few things, a few webinars, a few content pieces to just generously give. And then when I, I took that generous giving concept and I reached back to every single corporate client who had bought from me in the past, every single corporate client who hadn't bought from me in the past. And I said, hey, look, this is what we do for a living, right? People pay us to do this, but I wanna just give this to your audience. And I helped 6,500 people in 45 days. So this is interesting. You, you, you created the content that's going to provide value to your target market, to your niche. And then you reached out to clients who had maybe frozen for the meantime, because of the pandemic yep. and they, and you were able to collaborate with them. I think, is that, yeah. am I hearing you right? Yeah. They had frozen their spending, right. but they hadn't frozen their activity and their people. So the small business owners who I know and love still needed stuff. They needed yep. a lot. They were worried. They didn't know what to do. They're like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Right. My team, I just got basically laid off and my, 
I'm a you know small business owner. I've got five people on my team. I had to furlough everyone. Like they're panicked. So I I knew what to what to do. I knew how to help them. Disasters have struck before, maybe not in a pandemic way, but I have leveraged you no know, people through disaster before. Like I have helped them. So I just built some content that I knew would help them. And I reached out to manufacturers. I reached out to industry leaders. I reached out to associations. So if you're in an industry where there are strong associations, do not underestimate the fact that association leaders, you know, the boards and the content planners, they're always hungry for good content. Yeah. So leverage those if they're in part of your industry. Yeah. So let's talk about how we're actually connecting with these leaders. Cause you, Madeline, you're already well-established. You're everyone knows you, you're connected on all these different sides, but for the new coach, who's trying to get their business off the ground, they maybe don't know a lot of people in the industry. So one of the things that I've looked at doing is you mm -hmm. find a company on LinkedIn and you just start reaching out to all the employees, the team members, the officers, the board, that can be a good way to find new people. Yeah. Are there any other methods that you've used to to improve your get on a call ratio because cold calling is not fun. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to challenge you. Cold calling can be heck of fun if you make <laughs> it fun, right? You've got to choose to be like, all right, I'm going for as many no's as I can possibly get. Let's grind it. It's like fair. you can choose to make it fun. So that's my number one because I cold call. Like I legit have no call aversion because when I was in college, I actually did fundraising phone call. There is no more depressing job to have when you're like 18 years old in college than to call random people who don't even know you and ask for money for your school for nothing right. like just because you're calling them and asking at dinner right that was that gave me a really high like okay it can, can't be any worse than that so that that definitely is the calling side so i definitely leverage that because remember that they need to know you as a person no matter what no matter if you connect with them through social or you can, they come to your website, the end game as a coach and consultant is that they say, hey, Mark, I like you, yeah. right? I trust you. I'm going to work with you. And the more proximate you get, so the closer you get to that personal interrelationship, then the better. So that's why I don't shy away from calls because it's, it's direct. They hear your voice and you're talking directly to them. So that's one thing. But the other thing is... Have you ever played the game, like maybe this will date me, but seven steps to Kevin Bacon? Have you ever played that game? Like I where you list a movie? Okay, so you list a movie, you say start with a movie, and then you have seven chances to find a movie where Kevin Bacon co-starred with one of the other stars of another movie. Right? So and so was in this movie, they were in this movie with that that actor, they were in this movie with that actress, this actress was in that movie. Oh, and then they were in this movie with Kevin Bacon. Right? Like, so it's a game that you can play and I believe that there is more like that in our lives than you might think. So even if you personally are not connected to someone who you want to connect with, someone you know knows someone who, who's connected with someone who's connected with someone who's connected with that person. It's the whole premise of LinkedIn in the first place. Right. Right. So don't forget to mind the connections of your connections hmm. and ask for introductions. Because if you don't ask, you won't get. Most people, if you say, hey, do you know anyone who could use my services? They're like, uh, no. Meanwhile, you look in their connections and you're like, oh my gosh, you're connected with the guy who does the blah, blah, blah for the blah, blah, blah. I need to know that guy because he knows all the people I need to know. Mm. Would you mind introducing me to so-and-so? That's and smart. Usually, so you're kind of like reverse engineering it. It's, so you're not going in cold, you're going in warm. 
right? I, yes. It makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah. because if someone introduces you to someone else, they will respond and be like, hey, Mark, thanks so much for introducing me to Madeline. She's fantastic. I looked, looked her up. And then privately, they'll say that to you. And then to me, they'll be like, hey, thanks for, for the introduction, Mark. Madeline, let's connect. Let's yeah. have a coffee. Let's, let's have a call. And that's the one moment that now I'm, now I'm, right, I'm right next to them, right? So all the cold methods are work, but they're long. So this speeds it up. I'm all about fast. I like things to be happening quickly. I have a sales training that I call fast track sales systems because I like it to be quick, but it has to be quick and real. Yeah, and that's one of the advantages of hiring an expert like Madeline at mmmccray.com. You can skip all the trial and error and just get to what works. So Madeline, you, I feel like we could go on for hours and hours about these topics. And quite frankly, I you, you mentioned Clubhouse earlier. Are you active on Clubhouse? I'm actually not yet. It's one of the things I, I haven't stepped into yet, but I, I have so many other irons in the fire. It's on my horizons, but it's not on my right now. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm loving Clubhouse. When you get on there, definitely look me up. I'm hosting some of the most fantastic rooms on these topics. So I'd love to connect with you there also. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, to your point about getting the warm introductions and being introduced to other people, Clubhouse is extremely powerful. I'll just give you a quick example. I joined a room the other day. I got called on stage because I knew who the host was. And the host yes. said, hey, everyone, make sure that you follow Mark. Definitely make sure that you hit him up. And I was able to connect with, you know, about a dozen different people because of that quick shot out, that quick introduction. Makes and so and it, and it happens very quickly, too. On social media, it's sometimes a little bit more clunky, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited cool. about that. Listen, before I let you go, Madeline, we got to do the world famous after hours entrepreneur rapid fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, awesome. Madeline, what's more important, sales or systems? Sales. If you woke up in the morning, there was only one task you could do for the day. What would you do? Business development. If you could only have one app on your phone, what would you have? Email. Mm. What do you use for email? Gmail? No, my Outlook. Okay, <laughs> I yeah. live and die on email, my calendar. Gotta have it. <laughs> hey, no, no arguments there. Um, if you could only have one subscription, what subscription would you have? Ooh, what a good one. Ooh, that's so hard. I have so many, right? I understand. Ooh, that's unexpectedly tough. You're really stumping me on that one. Um, I'm going to say active, active campaign. That's mm. my subscription that I use for my email communications. That's my, my list. Yeah, deliverables, all that. Good, 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 good. Yeah. And a final question here for you. If you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? Show yourself a little grace. Be easier with yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Words of wisdom. Madeline, thank you very much for sharing your expertise on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for hosting me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You definitely want to check out Madeline at mmmccray.com. She's just a really, really pleasant, really great person, as you can tell. Very knowledgeable about what she does. And I also want to give a shout out to Hannah Lee from iTunes. Thank you so much for the positive review. I cannot tell you how much I love getting these five-star reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening and joining the show. Hannah Lee says, I found the podcast very helpful. As an entrepreneur myself, it's great to hear other business people's best practices and practical tips. And my friend, that is exactly what we aim to do here. Give you the tools so that you don't have to do all the failures, you can listen to the failures of other people and the growth that we've gone through so you can skip ahead. Basically, 
Build your business and your online brand faster with less effort. That's what the After Hours Entrepreneur is all about. And if you are down with that, if that's what you're about, go ahead and leave a five-star review on iTunes. It means a lot to me. All right, I'll catch you here next time on the After Hours Entrepreneur. This is Mark Svant signing off. Peace.